Today's podcast is brought to you by drinkers like you. To help support the show, visit patreon.com slash haveadrinkshow. Well, there is a new fad on the scene, so it's up to us to talk about it. How else are you going to learn about hard seltzers? Try them yourselves? No. We here at Have a Drink will have to take this difficult, refreshing challenge so you don't have to. So relax, go drink something else, and we'll have a drink for you. Welcome to Have a Drink, the show where you learn along with us about what you drink. I'm Brittany Lee Walker. I'm Justin Frazier. I'm Christopher Walker. And I'm Casey Price. Hello. Hey, guys. <laughs> as soon as it's like, hey, you need to talk, cough, cough, cough. Yeah. Cough, 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 cough. I am the sick Brittany Lee Walker. <laughs> All right. I guess that's a good way to bridge into what we've been up to. Mm-hmm. As she, as she drinks. So, uh, yeah. As, as I take a drink. Um, she's had the flu. Yes. You see me with the baby on the mm. other side of the room. Baby's had a cold. We, hmm. we went to the doctor this morning afraid the baby had caught her flu despite our best efforts all week. And Wearing a mask. Luckily, his uh, flu test came back negative, and they're just like, nah, he just got a cold. Man, I bet a flu test was super fun for a baby. They, oh. She walked in, she just looked, she's like, He's getting ready to be real mad, and then shoved that thing <laughs> up her nose, and then pulled it out. She basically like scratched his brain with it. Oh, that thing does not feel great. I had the same test on Tuesday night. It was not a fun time. You know what you should do to get yourself used to that is uh, practice uh, the human blockhead. Yeah, <laughs> put nails and coffee stirs and straws and whatever not up your nose. Get used to it. But yeah. Meanwhile, as the only healthy one in the house, uh, I know I'm doomed. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, it's going to be either a flu or a cold, and that's my future, and I'm hoping it happens sometime before the next two weeks, before Drinktacular, because I do not want to be sick for that. And uh, uh, I don't want to be trapped in a, in a car with you while you're sick for that. And hotel room. Yeah. So that, and her mom came up to help us, which is great, because... I love you, Mom. It was. <laughs> she didn't sleep pretty much. The Same, my parents week. live three hours away. Let's get this out of the mm. way right now. <laughs> yeah, you mentioned sleep because he wasn't sleeping because he had a cold. We're trying to keep him from catching her flu. He had a cold and he's teething. That's fun. <laughs> Apparently, guess what? Some of the symptoms of teething: runny nose, and you could even get a fever. What the hell? <laughs> what? What about? teeth jutting from your face apparently no that doesn't even happen for another three months yeah they're like, no, they start gonna... this whole thing early <laughs> it's dumb like yeah he's gonna start teething now he's not getting a tooth for like three to four months and it's like oh good what the crap so there's that 
but soon you're going to collect all of those teeth and use them to make a necklace. <laughs> no, that's that's human waste, and we're going to get rid of it. I I recommend necklace. It it. Your no, your last was that your necklace? Whose necklace was it? It was an ear necklace. Was it yours? It was it was an oh, ear necklace yeah. in a in a in a RPG game. It was not in real life. I was gonna say not, we mean to clarify that, that earned you some uh, some chaos I, points. I got some insanity in me. Uh, that was before <laughs> I gave you your new robot arm. Your your strong arm. Look in that in that game. I will say my character would frequently look off in the distance and hear "Fortunate Son." <laughs> but anyway, so was it you that threw that failed the throw and threw a grenade at me, and then I like I had to blow yes. a fate point, and then that's when my title started as Dunk Master. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. Uh, our games got weird. No. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to play more of those. All right. What have um, you guys been Casey. up to? <laughs> what have you been up to? Anything? Yeah, I'm going to pass on this one. I've I've not had a whole lot of uh, activity this week. Just been um, on baby alert. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Just staring Staying sober, staring at Stop. Ashley, waiting, just like price baby anything? watch. Yeah, twenty nineteen. Casey's <laughs> walking. Casey's walking. He's walking around with a bucket, just like right behind her, waiting. He's going to kick it under there. He's just picturing him walking around now with a bucket of hot water and towels. He's like, I don't know. I've just been told this is what I need to have. What all the all the TV tropes. I need I need hot towels. The towels are cut up into strips. He doesn't know why. <laughs> <laughs> One's tied around my head. He knows he should have he knows he should have something to make things like uh clean and like antiseptic, so he's just got a bottle of vodka. And instead of like that's just so- me. <laughs> soaking things, he's just taking swigs from it. AC two often looks off into the distance and hears Fortunate Son playing. <laughs> uh, all right, uh, I will say, like as a dumb little story about uh, getting drinks for today's episode. Since we're doing hard seltzers, I may have overcompensated uh, when I bought my create your own six pack because I got one for this in case I didn't like the seltzer water deal at all. Uh, and uh, along with it, I had to make sure I grabbed uh, a Sagatuck Neapolitan Stout, mm. mm-hmm. uh, West Sixth uh, Cocoa Porter, yes, okay. and um, Moody Tongues uh, Caramelized Chocolate Churro Baltic Porter. Had to you had to make sure your cred, like you couldn't look that cashier in the face when they were checking you out and. The other half of that create your own thing was one seltzer water and like any IPA I could find. I just had to go like, and go. No, no, no. This is who I am. This isn't. This is. This is for for science. I can't knock it. I had a, had a similar similar experience when I had to get a mixed four pack of Galaxy High and Citra Highs mm-hmm. on top of the. The only thing I could find up here: no singles of sparkling seltzers, just giant <laughs> packs. So I'm like, oh, good, we're going to have a lot of them. You'll thank yourself. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. We'll we don't get there. Know. Decisions we'll get there. are being made. All right. Well, um, let's move on. Uh, do we have any announcements? Uh, Drinktacular. Drinktacular, yeah. You guys know about it. Uh, meet us in Asheville. That, that, you know the dates. You know the times. If you're listening to this one and haven't listened to any past ones, 
Sorry about your luck, uh, because we're in the, like, less than two-week range. Yeah. So if you're going, you're going. Like, you're not on the fence anymore. Pretty much. If, if, this may be their last chance to decide to go, so if you decide to go, come on down. If you're deciding to come, let's just say, so we've been harking for bottle shares, there will be much more than beer at said bottle shares. There's a reason it's bottle shares. There will be plenty of good whiskey abound. There's also going to be one curious whiskey of the James T. Kirk whiskey. That is confirmed going to be coming down with me. Oh, so we're going to have the Kirk. I know I know. Uh, roughly some Pappy might be coming down. <gasps> uh, some Weller coming down. So, well, we, we should have a good old time. Well, we're, yeah, we're going to have a good old, good old time down there in uh, Asheville, North Carolina. Hope you're going to join us. Uh, one mini announcement. I, I will say that um, we added a few new things to the store today. Um, oh. Haveadrinkstore.com um, or the link on the website. Uh, we added um, a couple of hats as well mm-hmm. as um, a new shirt. A couple new so, shirts. The, uh, you oh, can yeah. get yourself a, a, couple new shirts. a Delatter's polo. Yes. To professionally uh, represent. Yeah. Yes. Um, so you can wear it to the office. And also, this other shirt is a, a nice wine color, and it's just it's just the show um, show name. But I thought that was cool. I actually kind of want to get the uh, so one of the hats is a beanie. It is that time cool. of year, so it um, is. I've had to transition to beanies for my figured, outdoor. Figured yeah. if you wanted to put one last order that you might be able to get in before drink tacular, considering it's probably going to be mighty cold down there in the mountains of North Carolina in February. Yeah, <laughs> get you get yourself a hat. Uh, have a drink show hat. Um, but yeah, other than that, I think that's that's pretty much it for any kind of announcements. Um, I'm getting mine now. <laughs> but we do have some news to get into. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, here, anybody anybody watch Super Bowl? Anybody? Anybody? Any takers? Uh, no. don't remember a whole lot. No, none of... Uh... Not because I was drunk, just because you know, it was kind of boring. Yeah, that's, that is what I heard. Yeah, didn't watch it, heard it was the... Dullest Super Bowl ever until like the last twenty minutes. Yep. Which really isn't that time anyone really cares. You're good and juiced by then. But anyway, speaking of being good and juiced at the Super Bowl, uh, as everyone I'm sure is aware right now, ABM Bev uh, under the name of Bud Light had to come out from the uh, fantasiful land of Dilly Dilly. Which reading all these articles, I came to be known that is the name of the medieval land. It, the name of, of it, it is. is is the the land is dilly dilly, but um, oh. <laughs> they they made some remarks about uh, corn syrup in beer, and it really didn't sit right with a lot of people. They meant to stir <laughs> things up that that was their goal, and they stirred them up, but I, I don't think with the right people that they were thinking because this article doesn't exactly touch completely on. The fact that they royally pissed off the corn lobby, of which not, they they buy a large chunk of product from. It's like the second most dangerous lobby to to anno- to tick off. Yeah. You know, a, in front of the gun lobby. But it seems like their marketing team isn't really on the up and up as to what is going on in this ad. Like they, they did not know the brewing process in the modern times when they put this ad together. So, um, but the, the ad ran that, uh, 
the Bud Light King or whatever got a shipment of corn syrup that was meant for Miller Lite. And Miller Lite promptly the next day uh, put out a response that is top-notch and actually is kind of a defense. It wasn't just for them. It was like craft. They just like went to bat for everyone <laughs> which against is, Bud Light. Which is weird for them. Which is weird for Miller Lite because they are one of the, you know, Bud Miller cores that we talk about. So Miller Lite Coors, this is this is their response. Miller Lite Coors Light Sierra Nevada Pale Ale, Russian River Brewings, Pliny the Elder, Double IPA, Corona Extra, Bush Light, Natural Light, Bon and Vive, Spikes, Bon Aviv, bon Aviv Spike Seltzer. The list of beers goes on and on. Each use a corn-derived sugar or corn syrup called dextrose. From leading lagers to pastry stouts to pale ales to IPAs, dextrose is widely used across the beer industry by brewers, large and small, in large part because it cleanly and efficiently converts to alcohol during fermentation and has a neutral taste. In short, during the fermentation process, yeast eats these simple sugars and converts them to alcohol and carbon dioxide. As Anheuser-Busch pointed out in a series of low-performing television spots aired during Sunday's football game, both Miller Lite and Coors Light use corn-derived sugars uh, during fermentation, which aids in making them light-bodied, easy-drinking beers with reduced calorie and carbohydrates. That is the big sticking point in the response to them because Miller's response is mainly a big picture that's like Bud Light, 110 calories. Miller Light, 96 calories. Bud Light, mm-hmm. 6.6 carbs. Miller Light, 3.2 carbs. <laughs> yeah. None of these sugars are in the final product, keep in mind. Uh, so yes and no i mean the yeast converts it that's the big reason yeah i mean it that correct me if i'm wrong casey but that is the end product it is not to sweeten the beer it is it's to ferment and turn to alcohol that is the main point of it it's for something for the yeast to eat exactly okay uh i read a couple articles yeast treats I read a couple articles from major news outlets who constantly went back and said, and other brewers, like they were basically taking Bud Light's side without knowing it and saying that it's used to sweeten the beer. Constantly, they would say that. And I was like, I'm about to explode. Like I was about to have an aneurysm. Yep. just going, no, it's not used to sweeten the beer. Yeah, it actually gives the opposite effect. It dries the beer out more. Because it has... More sugar for the thing to eat, and yeah. makes the well, yeast work more. It's got the simplest of sugars, right? Which exactly. is the easy junk food, basically for yeast. So they go crazy on those types of things, and it's don't. The, it's the appetizer. That's the yeast. Look, I go. You can put. You can put uh, all these great things in front of me to eat that are all nice and healthy for me. But when you lay out a big bag of funyuns, I'm going to dive into those funyuns. I'm going to demolish it. That's exactly what. <laughs> I was going to say, it's like when you get a big old plate of nachos before you get your mm. get your dinner. You're like, I'm going to eat these, and then I'm going to have that nice steak I just ordered. All right. Yeah. Am I going to be full? Yes. Bud Light, but, uh, the brand behind the ads, uses the same trick. That Again, yes, they do the same thing. It is brewed using rice, another fermentable carbohydrate uh, that contributes very little flavor 
but no yeast, apparently, as they're saying, uh, because the brand's new nutritional labels don't ever mention <laughs> yeast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well. But that, I think that was just another Miller jab at them. Yes. Uh, what's behind the attack? Uh, Bud Light VP Andy Goler told Ad Aegis E.G. Schultz uh, that the brand aimed to bring ingredient transparency to the industry. Mm-hmm and elevate standards. As uh, the lead brand in the industry, this is something that's good for beer. It's good for us, the lead brand, to make the bold move like this. Or make a bold move. It's, it's like that episode of... Uh, it's like that pilot episode of Mad Men when he's explaining how they can market their market cigarettes. Like, it's toasted. They're all toasted. No, everyone else is cancer. We are toasted. What Goller didn't tell Schultz was that uh, a number of Anheuser-Busch products also use corn syrup. And on top of that, some of them use high fructose corn syrup, which nutritionists have called public health enemy number one. No Miller Coors products use high fructose corn syrup. Miller Coors CEO Gavin Hattersley has his own suspicions on Bud Light's motive. Uh, Bud Light is starting is starting this fight for one simple reason. They're scared. Coors Light and Miller's Light are making inroads, and Bud Light doesn't have an answer. We're getting under the competition skin, and we're ready to take more of their market share, too, he said uh, in a Sunday note to distributors. I mean, yeah, that's one way to look at that. I mean, probably. I, I don't know. I don't think AB InBev, from what I remember seeing, is in, like, Super harsh straits, no worse than anyone else in the industry right now. But uh, they've taken some hard hits. And one thing that is interesting, uh, particular in reference to this episode, uh, we may get hit it at the end. But as I'm aware, they don't have an answer coming in in this new, new big booming segment. Uh, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. One. Yeah, I, uh, I, th- I think they do, but I don't think it's one of the big players stay tuned it's, for answers at 11 <laughs> spiked i think is theirs <laughs> all right mm. uh well wide acceptance is our next segment here we're proud of our beers we're proud of our ingredients we're happy to have this fight any day of the week because we know this while bud light has more calories and more carbs miller light has more taste and coors light is the world's most refreshing beer it's, uh, uh... Uh, no? <laughs> that, 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 yeah, that says it all. Among several <laughs> media outlets to weigh in on Bud Light's attempts to broadside, uh, Men's Health took up the question of whether corn syrup in beer is bad for you. The answer doesn't matter whether your beer contains corn syrup because the refined sugars are eliminated in the fermentation process anyway. Publication wrote, uh, in short, it's no big deal if the sweetener is coming from corn syrup or uh, what is this? Giselle? Giselle's tears of joy if no residual sugars are left after fermentation. Sure. Craft brewers yeah. know this. Uh, Vinny Salerzo? Chilerzo. Chilerzo. That was close. Uh, owner and brewmaster of Pliny the Elder Maker Russian River Brewing Company recommends using up to 5% dextro sugar in kettle in order to brew the dry, lighter-bodied beers he prefers. Uh, this will give you a drier beer while not contributing any additional body, he told the American Homebrewers Association. I am guessing that quote 
It has nothing to do with this, and they found that and harvested it out for their own means. Most likely, yeah. But it, regardless, it's still like them just saying using this sugar is not necessarily. No. Yeah, and yeah. the they even have thrown there Pliny the Elder Brewer. Hmm. You know the what is considered one of the greatest beers in the world. I think it is considered the greatest beer in the world. Uh, I thought it was number. Has it taken its spot back up? I, I thought it was number two. Was it? It's one or two. Yeah. It's up there. I mean, it's in the top three. It's not right? number one. I remember number one. The oh, the well, no, no his, that's in the that's country. Since too, that's in the country is two hearted. Uh, it's in the world. Oh, okay, okay. It ranks on the world scale. Uh, other craft breweries that bottle and condition... It's the finest beer in all the land. Sorry. <laughs> and other craft breweries that bottle, condition their beer, or allow the beer to ferment or carbonate naturally in the can or bottle, use corn-derived dextrose and other sugars uh, during that process. That includes craft uh, stalwart Sierra Nevada, pale ale, and an entire class of Belgian ales. Uh, Sierra Nevada, yeah. No, no, that's a familiar name. Hmm. Yeah. If corn sugars are fine for the best double IPA and Belgian Grand Cruz in the world, uh, Bruno asked, why wouldn't they be fine in light lagers? We don't have anything against corn syrup. We just don't use it for Bud Light. Consumers want transparency, and we're providing it, said Josh Gold, an Anheuser-Busch spokesman. In an email, it's up to them to decide what beer is right for them. Bud Light's Super Bowl commercials are only meant to point out a key difference in Bud Light for some other light beers. So, I, I just like, it's for transparency. And maybe it's just that we've been doing this too long. But I was like, we all know how you make your beer. <laughs> and I went, oh, wait. Well, maybe not everyone. Maybe I'm not everybody. Assuming but... my knowledge is everyone's knowledge, which is a problem I have. There's the but weird... at the same time, you can go take a tour and know how they. Casey, Casey <laughs> took the tour, and that's when he reported back about the weird like lattice systems they put on the tanks to like like it's leech, not a secret yeah to leach the hop flavor out. It's like oh no 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 like too they, many hops. They actively do everything they can to pull hop flavor out. Too many hops. Too many hops. Whereas uh, my hop slam tastes quite nice. Right. Comes out and slams if you want to jam. It does. So, okay, like then it gets into the overall reception, like the rest of the articles, the reception and the marketing of it. And what came, what it came down to is the marketers didn't know. When they made the ad, they had no effing clue what the fructose was being used for, like the corn syrup. Right. And so yeah. they just immediately said they saw corn syrup and they're like, oh, they use it to sweeten the beer. And it's like, no, 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 you're dumb. You don't even know how the product you market is made. Shocked. We're all shocked about it. <laughs> about it in, okay, go ahead. Go ahead. They show corn syrup in the what what what's in the ad. Yeah, it's a powdered corn sugar that isn't a syrup most of the time whenever it's added in the brewing process. So it's not even a syrup at that point. Hmm. It's powdered dextrose. Because nobody in their right mind that doesn't have to use high fructose corn syrup would truck in water weight when they could buy it by the pound dry. Yeah. It's it was a and really weird I mean weird it's not move. high fructose either. That's another thing there. It's not the high fructose corn syrup. It's yeah. it's just Corn-based sugars, low fructose. Apparently, no, there are a number, because it mentioned earlier, that there are apparently some that use the high fructose, which is something I'm like, who the hell's using high fructose corn syrup? 
And there's, I mean, it again will ferment out. What the problem is with some of these glucose is what you're looking for, and the dextrose is almost entirely made up of of sugars that can can ferment completely, just like glucose. High fructose corn syrup has a lot of fructose in there, additional fructose in addition to the glucose, and so whenever you ferment that out you can actually get what you would get in a fruit fermentation or a cider you get a cidery aroma sometimes with high fructose corn syrup so a lot of breweries won't use it to actually ferment and or if they if a producer does use it they use it to back sweeten at the end of the process instead of um something to ferment out because the off flavors that it can't produce Hmm. Hmm. really in the end i think it was just it felt weird, and somehow I was really okay with it to see Miller come to the defense of the rest of the industry. It's it's one of those moments you go, Miller, we're not always on the same side, but when we are, it feels real weird, but we're glad you're here. Yeah, uh, and they, were, they came out swinging for everybody else, and they were just like, no, 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 no. Yeah, my thought was like this seems to be the most likely person to come out though to talk about well, it. Well, yeah, That's... they were the ones that were getting stuck to in a Super Bowl ad. Yeah. Now, uh, I will say that when I think of of uh, Budweiser Super Bowl ads, we are again never their target demo. Yeah. I remember one from a few years back that was like, "We're not here to try out your weird froofy, you know, whatever." We're here uh, yeah. for man's beer. And yeah, I'm just don't, like Don't forget they also ran a Goose Island ad during the Super Bowl. Oh yeah. yeah. But they're not here for your froofy craft beer, despite the fact that they paid X amount of millions to run a craft beer ad or what they claimed was a craft beer ad during the Super Bowl. Right. Oh. Anyway. Anywho Who's sick of talking about uh, what's going on day-to-day in beer? And let's talk about Untapped. Get riggedy, riggedy, wrecked, son! Yeah, we, we've been a few weeks without some Untapped. And then and then she's a plenty. She's a cornucopia this week. <laughs> Corn syrup flows out of the horn of plenty. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, anyway, what happens uh, when... Founders Brewing's love of fruit and love of beer collide. Uh, you get Rebaeus? Oh, no. No, you get the Blushing Monk. This Belgian red style is brewed with a ridiculous amount of raspberries for tart yet luscious raspberry jam characters fermented with Belgian yeast for a subtle fruit and spidey spice esters. Pretty sure that's the exact description <laughs> for Rebaeus. Yep, yep. And I say to wait, guys. I'm real proud of myself. Fighting it. Nice, nice. After four after a four year hiatus, the monk has returned for your taste buds' enjoyment. Uh, celebrate the return of the blushing monk, blushing monk, and you'll be rewarded. Check into one blushing monk from Founders during the month of February, uh, and you'll unlock the blushing monk is back badge. You know, blushing I didn't know monk is back. <laughs> uh, I didn't no. notice it when I was out looking today. No, we're not. It, it, the the the, the too many syllables. So- oh, I was oh. gonna say it's too many syllables for that Elton John song. But, ah, I get it now. Uh, yeah, I, I was actually looking through Founders to see if they had anything like extra weird out, and I didn't see this out yet. Uh, but maybe it's up here. Like I've, I grabbed a single a few weeks I, ago. I may have just overlooked it, or maybe they were sold out. I'm not sure which. 
there's plenty um, of it around up here. I can I can bring you some if you're dying for it. No, no, it's fine. I was just curious because I was looking at going. Oh, maybe I will grab some of that later, but hmm. we'll see. Good raspberry Belgian sounds good. It does. Uh, it's it sounds like the kind that you would find at a secondhand brewery. Um, I was wondering how long that was going to take. <laughs> I tried. I held back as long as I could, but you can't say raspberry in front of me. You know what happens. Yeah, I do. <laughs> uh, All right. Well, well what, ha- what happens at Dogfish Head? This, yes. So, um, speaking of, of of craft breweries and stuff, like we did a minute ago, I'm. I can't segue. Uh, Dogfish Head seeks the seal. So this is about the independent craft seal. No, I go the other way. I go, oh, brother, where art thou? Seek the seal, and I'm just immediately in my head, I hear, seek the do not seek the treasure. Seek the treasure. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, See, I can't hear, oh, brother, without flashing to man of constant sorrow. So mm. Yeah, it's all a rabbit yeah. hole. Congratulations. Um, so Dogfish Head believes beer-loving consumers deserve to know who really makes the beer they are drinking, which is why they have championed the Brewers Association's Independent Craft Brewers Seal since it first launched in 2017. Yeah, that's... Way back when. Another interruption. <laughs> we don't think we ran the story, but uh, their new packaging for the 12 packs of 60-minute uh, IPA, a third of the packaging is devoted to the craft seal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like they are I'm like, not surprised by that at all. Tripling down on the seal. <laughs> Cuz Sam Cal- I mean Sam Calgioni famously was the one like the, Oh, he but the he line helps. about the Rhinoska boat, Rhinoska yeah. boat. Um but yeah, so it uh, says they're they're amplifying the message of independence by adding the seal as big as they possibly can to their 60-minute IPA packaging, as you just said. Uh, so, raise a pint or two of 60 Minute with friends and family and join the conversation. In addition, be sure to check in to the 60 Minute <laughs> I can't IPA. take anyone seriously when I hear join the conversation. I know, right? Uh, so, if you if you drink a 60 Minute IPA uh, and check in during the month of February, so the whole month, um, you get to unlock the Seek the Seal badge. Um, and it says learn all... You can actually learn about their decision to enlarge that particular seal in a message from Sam Calgione, uh, hashtag seek the seal. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, all all right. right. Well, the next one, I'm going to go ahead and tell everyone, hold off on this. Let's We can have fun and everyone coming to Drinktacular, we can get this one together at Sierra Nevada. We can. Nevada? Nevada, that is how you say it. Sierra Nevada? Yes. So, enjoy outdoors Get a rope. with Sierra Nevada. Sierra Nevada's Pale Ale began as a home brewer's dream, grew into an icon, and inspired countless brewers to follow a passion of their own. Its unique piney and grapefruit aromas from the use of whole cone American hops have fascinated beer drinkers for decades and made this beer a classic. Yet it remains new, complex, and surprising to thousands of beer drinkers every day. It is, as it always has been, all-natural, bottle-conditioned, and refreshingly bold. To celebrate the launch of their new Pale Ale packaging, Sierra Nevada has a new badge featuring their iconic green backdrop, Majestic Mountains, and Wandering River. 
Check in one Sierra Nevada Pale Ale between February 7th and March 7th, 2019 to unlock Enjoy Outdoors with Sierra Nevada. So, yeah, I mean, if you want to, in spirit, be there with us, uh, you can go to the website and see when exactly we're going to be at the brewery, and you can check in your own Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. And in spirit, we'll all we'll all throw up a pint together. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it just me, or has anyone else noticed a whole lot of places changing their packaging kind of all at the same time? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Locally, we've had a ton of breweries suddenly switching up, refreshing that package. They're trying anything to uh, get the sales up and stand out. Well, and yeah, they're trying to change because – you know, when you're looking down the aisle, all of a sudden you're like, "Wait, what's this? Is something new? What am I? What am I looking at?" It's hilarious though because everyone's trying the same thing. Everyone's going, "Let's just go with one big solid color to demonstrate this." And Goose mm-hmm. Island did it and basically stole another uh, company's labeling, which was another news story. If you want to check that out, uh, just uh, Google image search the new. Uh, uh, 312 Pale Ale from Goose Island and Central States Pale Ale. It's just big yellow cans. And they're like identical. Uh, mm. Sorry, I should have searched and look at the... Yeah, so see, if I can, see if I can find a side-by-side. But uh, uh, Casey, I'll let you do the next untapped while I try to... So, while we're looking at uh, the up north in your Chicago region, let's go up north to Southern Tier. In New York, Southern Tier Brewing Company is well known and loved for their IPAs, especially their flagship 2X IPA. Southern Tier is constantly perfecting the art of hops to bring you next level experiences. This year, they're excited to introduce a 3X IPA, a high gravity IPA offered for just a limited time. To celebrate the brand new badge, Check into one eligible Southern Tier beer, an IPA, 2X IPA, or 3X IPA between February 6th and 28th, and the IPAs for Days badge is yours. Notice they didn't go with calling it the Triple X IPA. <sighs> yeah, that's probably for the best. Wow. I mean, at that point, you've got to start showing pen. You know what? Um, let's Let's just move on. Uh, I think we've got a topic that doesn't involve... Pinna. And anyway. You will be on these things. Will you? I haven't started mine yet. Uh, I guess we've started the, started the topic. I should probably crack open to mine. Let me. Uh, we are talking about hard seltzers, so let me finish the last of this uh, the stout. We're not that drunk. Going to be. So, you knew it had to happen. So many hipsters and millennials and drinking LaCroix all around the world. Even Pepsi had their big game Buble commercial. I know it's bubbly, but I like to imagine they're going to get Michael Buble to to sponsor it. Well, he was in the commercial. Was he really? Yeah. He, he eventually, like, he kept trying to tell people it's pronounced Buble. See? And- he knows. Yeah. Me and Buble, we're on the same wavelength. Like it ends with him, oh. r- like with Sharpie marker changing it to Buble on the <laughs> on the logo. We've got like to watch that. Yeah. Chris just groaning, going, Ugh, "I can't believe there's two of them out there." <laughs> I thought it was a great idea for a commercial. I love it. Thank you, Casey. Good job, Pepsi. Also, well done. 
So this means I should be working for Pepsi and their marketing thing. I, I've been making this joke long enough. They've clearly heard me and stole my bit. <laughs> Lawsuit pending. Uh, anyway, the alcohol industry is not going to be far behind with its own low-sugar alcohol sparkling drink. The, wor- the world of hard seltzers starts not that long ago. The simple observation. There's a certain group of people of the population who actually ordered vodka sodas and liked them because there was something inherently wrong with them. Uh, seltzer has been one of those things that for most par- uh, most bars have uh, for longer than the soda gun has been around. Uh, I can't think of seltzer without thinking of uh, old like slapstick bits with like the seltzer uh, uh, like spray thing. Like it's the, the, the bottle, but it's got the little uh, uh, spray hose that points down. You got to turn it sideways oh, to yeah. spray someone in the face with it. You know what I'm talking about? Yep. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I say, do you know what I'm talking about? Because I'm pretty sure there's a segment of people who have never seen enough old cartoons to know what I'm talking about. Uh, anyway, uh, the key ingredient in the gin fizz has moved through the years from being a mixer to a com- uh, comedic element and eventually back to a calorie-free mixer. Uh, seltzer alone is just water and carbonation. No flavors added. And it's terrible to drink. Uh, he ever, well, okay, it's it's a thing now, but I remember at one point being given just straight seltzer water and went, this was a mistake. It's When you leave uh, continental U.S., it's a thing. Uh, yeah, that's that, uh, being in the U.K., uh, most people drink. Sparkling the, or still. Yeah, they, they drink the sparkling, not the still, and it, it, you're hard-pressed to find still water. I'll say that. They, they always look at you. It's like that moment from uh, Idiocracy. They're like, you mean from the toilet? The toilet? <laughs> well, uh, but the carbonic acid bite makes some people feel like uh, there's something more. A zing that's almost citrusy and uh, describe, uh, described by others as more of a sensation of drinking what feels like when your leg goes to sleep and you start to wake up. Uh so, how does such a simple ingredient uh, become a big craze in alcohol? It's simple. Know your market and know the law. I am the law. I am not. <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm glad you cleared that up. Okay. Just wanted to be make sure it was clear. I am not, in fact, Stallone. He is the law. Uh, or is it uh, uh, Keith Urban? Not Keith Urban. Car- Carl Carl Urban. <laughs> country that? music singer I, I want Carl Urban to be I doing Keith, to be doing oh, Keith Urban Guys, song can we, get a re- Judge can, we get a, can we get a recut of Dread with Keith Urban I feel like no, I wouldn't it's watch not that. going to be good but I think it's going to be at least better than the first Dread movie <laughs> okay yeah Ooh, I mean, uh, his his hair cut right now looks a little bit like the helmet Judge Dread wore anyway so Uh, well when looking at the trends over the past few years beer has reigned supreme the increase in microbreweries led to the world of ipas imperial stouts pale ales and fruited sours but not long ago the world of extremes changed into a land of balance spirits were getting the gain ground the mid uh, to the early mid 2010s the world of beer changed from these big flavor ales to more subtle lagers Wine drinkers switched to spirits and cocktails came back strong. Uh, I feel like it needs to be done in a uh, David Attenborough voice. Can't place Nobody that can do that. Uh, 
With a new world of cocktails, though, uh, the age of overly sweet fruit juice waned and the drier alcohol-forward cocktails came into vogue. The switch was made uh, was observed by those who it hurt the most, the brewer. Breweries across the nation started uh, few started brewing fewer and fewer over-the-top beers, and the New England IPA and Brute IPA were in addition uh, were in addition to a category looking for more balance. Is it but, is my brand slacking if I don't jump in here and say, "Hey, you should check out our last episode on Brute IPAs." Ah, <laughs> uh, Chris, shameless plug, Walker. Uh, but in all of the uh, but in all of this, one group was left out of the formula: the women. That seems sexist. That I'm is not sure incredibly which... sexist. Yep, I'm not sure which part. All Read of it. On. Uh, now we aren't trying to be sexist here, but companies uh, do market research uh, that no trends follow women. Uh, they target the market heavily. For hard seltzer, is no exception. Approximately seventy percent of hard seltzer drinkers are women. Uh, as the one group that uh, one market group breweries are having a difficult time capturing. Uh, Brittany, speaking for all women, as you do, right? Is this true? I mean, I mean, it's probably a smart approach, I suppose. <laughs> I mean, she's right. the one who like cornered uh, cornered the guys at Braxton about half of their releases for the next coming <laughs> year, and just like looked them in the eye and was like, "It's going to be this because I love this beer." And there's like, no comment. That's right. I forgot about that. <laughs> if that's what I'm known for, so be it. <laughs> yeah, fair. Uh, well, uh, now, uh, so how is it the breweries are able to target a market like this so well and brew something that looks like a spirit, but brews like a beer when it comes down to the law? They're not breaking the law. Breaking the law. Breaking the law. Breaking the law. Uh, according to federal law, breweries are allowed to brew beer, but that definition may not exactly be what comes to mind when you think of beer. You you see, beer can be made with malted barley or sugar. That's right. Beer can be made with 100% sugar. But a malt beverage must be made with malted grains, mainly barley. So, yeah. Although, I'm just trying to picture 100% sugar beer. That's frightening. That makes You're me want to brush my teeth. One. <laughs> I have nothing in my hands, Casey. I'm holding nothing in I'm, your stomach. I'm holding a child. Uh, this caveat is... I thought he was talking to Chris at first, like, you're holding one. Like, wait, babies or beer? No, that can't be right. Something's not You mad. shake them up, they fizz. Yeah, that's, that, you don't even have to shake them. They just fizz. Uh, this caveat in the federal laws allow a brewer to create a beverage made by fermenting a 100% sugar mash... And call it a beer and sell it just like a beer. This also means that these 100% sugar-based beverages can also be marketed as gluten-free. In one beverage, uh, the beer market can target two separate but highly visible markets. The process used to make hard seltzers are uh, similar to making a beer, but not exactly the same. If the beverage is made with 100% sugar, there is no reason to go through the process of mashing. <laughs> the sugar can be boiled. Uh, a nice side effect of all these hard seltzers. The sugar can be boiled or really just heated to a pasteurization temperature. 
then cooled off to where yeast can be added. It's important to not only add yeast, but also nutrients to the fermentation. In a malt beverage, the malt itself adds free amino nitrogen, an important nutrient for the yeast cells. In pure sugar, that is unavailable, so the yeast may actually produce off flavors or not ferment all the sugar if not added. It is also important to note that the yeast to be used should be very neutral. Many breweries uh, use champagne yeast and ferment completely. So that that's kind of one of the that was like exactly kind of with the brutes, right? If I'm not mistaken, Casey, like you're just fermenting it out completely. Yeah, brutes. Okay, here's here's a good point. A brute IPA uses malt, and when you have malt, you get different types of sugars. Most you of have those malt. Justin is happy. Yeah, you got maltose, which is one of the main sugars that malt produces, that yeast is pretty good at eating up. But there are other sugars that that will produce, um, maltodextrins and and some longer-chain sugars that are not completely fermentable, and so you'll get some residual sugar in that beer. What you do with a brute is you add an enzyme to break that down so that it turns the long-chain starches and sugars into the shorter-chain glucose molecules that will be able to be um, eaten by the yeast. So you're wanting to ferment that completely out. Regular pure sugar, it's just straight sugar that's simple, so you don't have to do that. It turns your regular pellets into power pellets, so you can eat the ghosts. Uh, Breweries will even ferment up to the limit of the yeast at 15 to 18% then water it back down to 5% ABV. Key yeah. <laughs> yeah, that feels about like what's going on here. The key factor that sets these drinks apart from others is their crystal clear and colorless appearance. All these beverages, whether made with malt or pure sugar, will be filtered. Some of the most expensive filter types uh, will be centrifugal where the beer is spun to have all the particulate matter fall out. Really, that seems like an expensive way to do it. It does, but it also, I imagine, looks cool. They're cheapest in the long run, most expensive to get into to start with. Okay. Right. I was say, centrifuges ain't cheap. No. Unless, and these are, these are the size of a Volkswagen. Unless your name is Jay Garrick. Barry Allen or Wally West, in which case you just stand still and spin around at light speed and it's bound to separate. Charcoal filtering and uh, reverse osmosis are actually more appropriate for this style. Yeah. The idea is to remove everything except the alcohol and water from the beers. Charcoal filtering is built to uh, remove all the organic flavors and leave the beer with a flavorless base. This base, about right. this base can then be reflavored using colorless and artificial and natural flavors. Yeah, that feels like what I've got here. Once the balance of flavor has been achieved, the beer is then carbonated to three volumes of CO2. This high level of carbonation is critical to make it sparkling beverage. High level. Okay, of- is it just me, or does three volumes of CO2 seem like a like an encyclopedia set? <laughs> I, I mean, yeah. like you look on the shelf and you just see three books. Oh, this is my CO two. Like it's the Adams Family uh, movie, and they pull it out and just open it up and just 
CO2 comes out. I was thinking more yeah. along, along the lines of like an episode of ER. I need three volumes of CO2, stat! Hmm. I have to not watched you, ER. There's to give you sort of an idea of where that where that lies, your American L's are 2.2 to 3. British L's are about 1.5 to 2.2. Um, a Belgian L it can start off really light at the 2.0, but then they'll go all the way to 4.5. But your American loggers, like your, your light American Bud Miller Coors, those will actually be underneath this carbonation level. So it's really high levels of carbonation, actually. Charcoal filtering is built to remove all the organic flavors and leave the beer with a flavorless base. Base, oh, I already did that. Um, yes, you did. Sorry, more editing to be done. Once the balance of flavor has been achieved, the beer is then... No, 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 no. I think it's so I'm the trying to put a pacifier back in the baby's mouth at the same time, so sorry. All right. This start. high level of carbonation. Yep, start here. The high level of fizziness, however, uh, I do like how Microsoft, or Google, I guess, is saying that is misspelled. But I, I we had this discussion in pre-show. I believe that is the correct spelling for fizziness. If it's not a word... <laughs> But if it's going to be a word, that looks right. That is the, the most yeah. correct way to do it. But the high-level fizziness, however, isn't as hard to control as some beers with lower levels of carbonation because the seltzer has no head retention. Hmm. It seems it's at this time a that... shame. <laughs> seems at this time uh, all of these seltzers are canned and not kegged. In the past, similar products like Smirnoff Ice were also uh, hard sugar or high fructose corn syrup added with the flavoring to give it a sweet flavor. Uh, flavoring components also usually were citrus-based and made high percentage of alcohol, which could be used to boost the alcohol content of the beverage. This does not appear to be the case with these sparkling seltzers, uh, which tend to be dry and very low sugar and around 100 calories apiece. And right now, I've not seen one uh, that's not 5%. ABV. They are all it's just like, like standard. Yeah, they all gun for five percent ABV. Man, I don't know if going from stout to uh, to sparkling spiked water was a mistake or not. Yes, but there's a certain there's a certain difference. May, may have been a mistake. <laughs> I feel like that's Does a, it? There's well, a, a we'll bit, talk about something that need you need a buffer there. <laughs> you need like a Bud Light. This... Uh, no, no, Casey. I need, I need something alcoholic. Yeah. Yep. But heavy. Um. All right. So all of these laws and ways of making the beverage are based around or based on the federal laws. Each state, however, has their own version of what a brewery can make and what is required. Because of this, some brewers choose to make a beer with fifty-one percent traditional beer ingredients and forty-nine percent sugar. To this mixture, the brewer will also add hops. Brands like Truly from Sam Adams or Boston Beer use Mandarina Bavaria. Is that the type of sugar, I assume? The hop. The hop. type. The hop. Okay, sorry. Duh. Uh, uh, that's a... I, I, I don't... Again, let's keep in mind that I'm dumb. But Mandarina Bavaria. I'm assuming it comes from Bavaria, but does it give like an orange kind of flavor to... One would have As hoped. a hop? So it has an orange flavor, but comes from, I think, the U.S. 
It says Bavaria. <laughs> so Mandarin of Bavaria, I think, was a hop that was pulled in. It might. It, let me take a peek here. I mean, I, I'm just saying at some point its roots okay. should come from Bavaria. It is. It is. Okay. One would hope. Oh. Uh, 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 here's, here's where it is. So it's a Cascade daughter. So it's a hop that that was from the uh, Cascade from from the U.S. that was brought back to Germany. God, and, and they that okay flavor. that yeah. that makes sense to me. Okay, because I was going to say like when I think Bavarian hops, I'm thinking like yep. more noble hops, not not this, but someone yep. taking a Cascade and bringing it over. That yeah. makes sense to me. And I was thinking the opposite direction. I was thinking it was a Bavarian hop brought to the U.S. It's right, the, right. It was U.S. brought to Bavaria. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it rarely works the other way around, honestly. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. An article written by Kinsey Grant and published on financial advisor Jim Kramer's thestreet.com in summer 2018 uh, says it best. Wait, wait, wait. The guy with the button? Yeah. Meow, meow, meow. Yeah, yeah. Oh, bye, God. bye, bye. Okay. Uh, I thought that name sounded familiar. Uh, anyway, that name so... was spelled with a K. <laughs> um, so anyway, he says that... Uh, Hard seltzer was a $60 million industry heading into last summer, according to uh, the Nielsen data. Now, by some estimates, the industry is hovering over $500 million in sales. In 2017, the hard sparkling category took off like a rocket with over 400% growth. It was That's not sustainable. <laughs> <laughs> it was largely driven by a few key players in the market. Um, this was from uh, Katie Feldman um Lefsred, Lefsred? Uh, associate marketing manager for Henry's Hard Sparkling Water. So five or so core brands saw huge exponential growth. That's pretty obvious. Uh Henry's this, is among those five brands by most measures. It also This remi- s- oh, sorry. This reminds me of something it, it was a story we didn't pick up for this or our new show, but uh the Henry's Hard Cider reminds me of not your father's Oh yeah. brand. They're actually undergoing a big uh, branding change so they can do some, uh, try to hit more markets. That makes sense. Because uh, not your father's sounds... Uh, it sounds weird, yeah. It's not... I, I get what they were going for, but yeah, they probably do need to change that a bit. Yeah. Sorry, we can continue <laughs> on. I just... The, the, all this reminded me of it. Um, so, uh, Henry's also serves as a handy example of the ways in which larger legacy beer and liquor companies, battling years of mixed sales, have pounced on the nascent hard seltzer space like a lion stalking prey. It's probably Lioness. The male lion don't do squat. <laughs> That's true. Uh, most seltzer drinkers would largely agree that the big five in the space, owned by the biggest beer companies, are spiked seltzer owned by AB InBev, mm-hmm. Henry's Hard Sparkling Water, owned by Molson Coors, uh, Truly, owned by Boston Beer, White mm-hmm. Claw, owned by Mike's Hard Lemonade, or, sorry, Mike's Hard parent company, Mark Anthony Company. Yeah, Mike's Hard. <laughs> I know, like, I'm like, no, it's Mike's Hard Lemonade, obviously. Uh, that's <laughs> not the name of the company. Uh, and Smirnoff Spike Star- Sparkling Seltzer, owned by Diageo. God, I always forget Diageo owns Smirnoff. Diageo yeah. owns like eighty percent of whatever we talk yeah. about. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, they're the Walmart. Um, while most of those big, they're firms... the Target. Ooh, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because they're like a little bit more upscale. 
Yeah. <laughs> find those things you can't find other places. Like, you don't feel nasty going in there. Target the, when you want to spend more to not go to Walmart. But the Target diapers suck. Oh, Take yeah. it from us. Yeah, don't do that. But here's my question, as I don't frequent a Target. Hmm. Do you go to their bathrooms and have the same odds of seeing someone strung out on heroin? Yes. They're, st- okay. they're horrible. They're still bad bathrooms. Target, Meyer, Walmart, that's all the same bathroom. Um, the same people that go there. Yeah, it's it, it doesn't matter. Look, it's me in the middle of the day, and when you gotta <laughs> drop a deuce, you gotta drop a deuce. They're uh. all just disgusting bathrooms. Um, anyway, so uh, while most of those fir- big firms don't break out sales figures for each of their forays into Spike Seltzer, there's no denying it's become a space ripe for growth and profit. Well, I feel like for a lot of these places, if you don't have a, uh, a hard seltzer, you're, it's like you're leaving money on the table. Even if it's not performing as well as the others, you're still going to get something. Yeah. So as long as it's enough profit to warrant doing it, then do it. But I'm also not you know, not a business guy. But at this point, it just kind of feels like, yeah, no, everyone's got to at least try to do something. <laughs> yeah, no, it's what you do. It's like when Coca-Cola and Pepsi did the non um, you know, alcoholic version of the seltzer water. Like uh, on the on the non-alcoholic side, everybody's got to make their own seltzer water as well. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it, it's really yes, that's how you get there. It's a how do I first off, if you're creating a new product and you're not in, in the situation where Buble came out, there was another product market out there that they had to move into. Yes. Uh, yeah, it's it's Buble from now on. Yeah, no, no. Is. Here's the thing. I will never get one, but I'm just picturing me at a bar trying to be like, uh, you know what, just uh, there's, give me a Buble. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> I want to get you. a running joke that's We need to have long. you actually drink one now at some point. Yeah, yeah, they're delicious. They're actually very I, I will drink anything. However, today is testing it. Eh. Well, okay. I, I assure you <laughs> the seltzer, the non-alcoholic seltzer waters are better than the... We'll get there. Um, I... Okay. We'll, just, yes. we'll keep going. Let's move on. Okay. Uh, so, uh, Spiked Seltzer is continuing to deliver triple-digit growth, Boston Beer founder Jim Cook said on the company's first quarter earnings call. The Truly brand owner added, We continue to believe that hard sparkling water will be on an uh, ongoing product mix where we can and will play a very strong role. See, he's this smart business guy. Um, this right here, this is why they changed the uh, the ruling for craft beer yeah. to inc- include basically brewing and whatever else you want to do. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, attorney. And twisted tea. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Twisted tea is delicious. Um, I, yeah, I, I don't want to like it, but I do. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's that drink, yeah. It's brewed the same way this is most likely, mm-hmm. except they use tea at the end instead of an artificial flavoring. It, it may be an artificial flavoring tea, but they'll use a tea flavoring and add extra sugar after the fact, but very similar. If These they are, are doing unsweet. an artificial tea flavoring, then good job, because that is dead on. Is it like just Lipton powdered crystals? Have you not had Twisted Tea? Mm. Yeah, no, he had it when we, yeah. we first oh, had okay, it. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I was like, God, Casey, you... what are you doing? Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, it's not that great, but it's delicious. It's um, not that great, but when it's a hot day out and you need a break from, like, the 90 gallons of beer you've consumed. You've had nothing but Mertzens and pretzels and sausages all day, and you're like, I just need something, like, 
sugary and carbonated to break this up in my stomach. <laughs> I need something the... sugary and carbonated. I, however, do not need the diabetic coma that is a deep fried peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Yeah. Don't you lie. We That's where the truly it. comes in. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway. Attorney Marbet Lewis of Lewis Fox, a law practice with a large portion of its business devoted to the alcohol space, also expects the industry's ascent to continue. Lewis, who recently turned 40, explained that she and her friends used to go to the beach and drink wine coolers in their 20s. Because who didn't? Yeah, that, before, that math checked out. <laughs> before they were concerned much with what went into their bodies. Quote, if I did that now, I would have to jog home from the beach. Uh, she's an avid hard seltzer drinker, she said, adding, this is a product that I'll continue to drink even beyond the summer months and beyond the partying. Sorry, just like I would have to jog home from the beach. The beach being in Florida and my house being in New York. Yes. That, that's what I was expecting. I mean, probably. I mean, that <laughs> depends on the beer you're having. If you're if you're having a nice big pastry stout, then you're going to have to jog from that beach to another beach, then to home. But yeah, it's like Lewis, who turned 40, explained that she drank wine coolers in her 20s. And I had to go, hold on, let's see. That puts her at, yeah, no, no, that math would check yep. out. That yep. seems about right. For sure. Back when they were in glass <gasps> at the beach, lawbreaker. Zimas were also a thing. Yep, Zima. still are. Lewis, uh, however, isn't alone in her characterization of hard seltzer as a healthier option. Henry's is the least caloric at just 88 calories per slim aluminum can, but none of the market leaders actually have more than about 140 calories per can. How much? Okay, so. Let's let's address this can for a second because yep. this is twelve fluid ounces, which is about the same as your regular can, but you make it thinner. Yeah. So so you associate it with being a slimming drink. Yeah. And like just marketing wise, I'm looking at it going, you crafty sons <laughs> of. Touche. It's, it's yeah. really just the Red Bull can. Like Red Bull yeah. is the first beverage I can remember in a can in this style. But they're eight ounces normally for yeah. the base Red Bull, at least. Yeah. Well, they they've upped them now, but yeah, now you can get a thirty-six ounce. I'm pretty sure you can get a big gulp of Red yeah, Bull. So you can get a Crowler or Red Bull if you want it. <laughs> oh, 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 oh! Take one Crowler of Red Bull and one Crowler of Jaeger. Well, what would you call that? So uh, if you go to a Starbucks to get the uh, shots of espresso into your black coffee is a black eye and a red or it's a red eye and a black eye, depending on how many shots you're taking. So what what would you call a, a crowler of Red Bull? A I don't know, but a shot of uh, a shot of Red Bull into my coffee, I guess, would be a, I would call that a red eye. A cardiac emergency. <laughs> call it AFib. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, it's like when uh, we kept suggesting that you make uh, 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 coffee out of caffeinated water. Oh, yeah. Like, this one bottle has the same as two cups of coffee. All right, make me coffee from that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know it's off topic, but they have these little, uh, instead of coffee creamers, it's called Stoke, and it's concentrated coffee that you can add to your coffee to add another cup of coffee's worth of caffeine to it. Yo, dog, I heard you liked coffee, so I got some coffee for your coffee. So, your coffee. Uh, let's keep this aside going. I already do. 
do such a thing. So um, <laughs> I bought so you can get espresso. So you have Keurigs, and you can get separate espresso pod brewers as well. I did not pay attention to this, and saw store brand espresso cups at uh, Kroger. And not paying attention that it wasn't for a Keurig, just grabbed them. And so since then, just I was like, all right. I got home and realized that I didn't have the correct brewing machine. And we have the my, uh, my K-cup filter, so you just put your own coffee in. Well, I do two scoops of my own coffee in it, and then I crap one, crack open one of the espresso ones and dump it in there. Let's, let's amp this up a little bit. And then pop the <laughs> pot in. <sighs> that... That sounds un- that sounds like it's going to end poorly. That and I also do the uh, double the caffeine Starbucks things because I don't sleep a lot and I have to work like twelve to fourteen hours a day. I mean that's fair. Uh, I'm just saying next time just pour a Jolt Cola down the back of your Keurig. I don't want to have to clean that. <laughs> it's all the sugar and twice the caffeine. Tell <laughs> like my days. Moving on. So we know. Uh, and this is this is the uh, uh, one of the the, the quotes here. Um, we know that the general public is more excited and conscious about what they're choosing. Calories and sugar content are the two top drivers of choice. Plus, it's a cunning play on the recent popularity of non-alcoholic seltzers. There's a little uh, there's a little hiding the fact that Lacroix, a subsidiary of National Beverage Corp. Fizz F I Z Z on their stock exchange, the best stock exchange uh, symbol ever. It's become the de facto drink of choice for the upwardly mobile with its flavored fizzy drinks. Other beverages play other beverage players such as Coca-Cola and Pepsi have also ventured in the space, pushing up the profile of sparkling waters with, you know, Super Bowl commercials. Mm hmm. Sales of domestic sparkling bottled water, excluding imports such as San Pellegrino, doubled between 2015 and 2017 to 8.5 billion with a B dollars, according to Drinktel database. That seems like something I need to have on my radar all the time. Yeah, adding Holy that crap. to uh, to my bookmarks page. Mm-hmm. Um, two, the, the, those two factors, calories and sparkling water interest led to a really brilliant positioning for something like White Claw, said Andy Rome, professor of marketing at Loyola uh, Marymount University. The brilliant marketing and concurrent consumer trends could spell trouble for the more traditional light alcohol options. At the summer barbecues this year, Which watch for who picks a Bud Light Lime or a Michelob Ultra over a White Claw or a Truly. So, when I was looking for, uh, when I was initially looking at like, like the cases of uh, sparkling seltzers, you know, it was also in that same like display area. Limeritas. Yep. Yeah, they're putting them, trying to muscle them in next to them. And I saw that, and I went because I was like, "Oh, there's a thing here with flavors. Maybe I'll li- Limerita. You get this out of here. Get away here, devil." No, no, another aside, because Casey linked us an eBay link to get the uh, the Stoke uh, single shots to add an extra extra jolt of caffeine. Death Wish Coffee now makes Keurig K cups. Yep. Yep. You guys, you guys go on with that. I have enough things I I put strain on my heart with. Yep. 
So <sighs> this is a threat to the low-calorie light beer market because brands like White Claw can eat into both shelf space and marketing space for the legacy light beers. Positioning goes beyond just the products themselves, Rob said. That's part of the ingenuity of a legacy firm buying up a hard seltzer brand or creating one from scratch. Not only can they manage the profits lost to a, not only can they manage the profits lost to a new market player, but they can also utilize what is in many cases a decades-old distribution network to ensure success. As the hard seltzer category becomes more prominent, these larger companies have almost built-in distribution, Rome said. That's going to help them not only commit shelf space, but also fight off smaller competitors. <sighs> All so, right. This is an interesting uh, beverage category. I think it's it it's interesting for me from an intellectual standpoint. Uh, I I don't have much of a dog in this in this race. I don't like regular seltzer water that much. So before we get into that, like our actual opinions, like what is available? Like it is not. It's not a large market at this point. There's a lot of coming soons because everyone's jumping into this market. Oh, yeah. like we have uh, locally Braxton Brewing. They announced jump. theirs. They're going to jump into this space. Well, we listed jump some of the brands line. off earlier. Get. Yeah. Sorry. I'm I now have in my head, like, jump into line. Get to seltzer in time. Okay. <laughs> I believe you. Well, we listed, I think, actually, we'll let's say some of the brands, Most but of. there's the five that are pretty yeah, much that's it. Yeah, kind of it. Really, so when shopping... I could only find two. Like, it was... I could find uh, the Smirnoff brand at uh, Kroger added in. But otherwise, it's White Claw and Truly. Mm. And that's pretty I, much the most that I could find anywhere. I saw those three. I also saw some, like... Uh, they were... They're not the hard seltzers, but they're, like, the... the like, because it's around the same area as, like, the make-your-own-cocktails. And there was, like, some... Some like meads or a couple other things that were or uh, uh, um, ciders that were were getting close to that territory, but like yeah, but for for seltzers themselves, all I was really seeing was uh, uh, truly and uh, uh, White Claw, and I did see the the Smirnoff, but not not a whole lot that I could see right away. Now I'm not saying my the place I went to was forever, you know is representative of everything, but that's all I could see at that time. Yeah. yeah. You've got a few more. Um, I think Naughty uh, and Bon & Vive are the two that are more independent, from what I could tell. Um, bon & Vive looks like it's the, the kind of just a company off to itself. Um, but there's not a whole lot of options out there, and the big players like Sam Adams and Bud Miller Coors, those guys are the ones that are going to be putting out the most widely distributed and the most shelf space. Because thinking about it, this is a this is almost like a new craft beer entry to the market. So yeah. even these six or eight that are out there that aren't Bud Miller Coors, Sam Adams, or um, the the Mike's Hard Lemonade people, they're fighting. So when you go in right now and you look at a Smirnoff Ice. And, and where that's positioned in the grocery store, they've got very little shelf space. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Smirnoff Spike Seltzers are either going to have to replace what they've got there or fight out to push somebody else out of the way to get their product. 
You go and look at Sam Adams. Sam Adams may have three or four SKUs that are actually listed up there. So they could take off, you know, this is our our three seasonals or something like that, or our, our Boston Lager, and then we've got Twisted Tea and a seasonal. We've got room for one more thing in there, possibly. Mm-hmm. Depending on how well, like, it might be selling, they, they may... They may like, take out like their Coney Island or whatever exactly. for their their hard root beers and sodas. I had right. to look it up. I'd forgotten the name of Braxton's. It's Vive is going to be their hard Isn't... seltzer, and the cans look identical to the Truly cans. Only instead of having the fruit at the top, it just has a color that you associate with that kind of fruit. What if? What if we got one of the vibes for VR? I was gonna stuff, say, and then just started drinking Vive while using it. It's gonna require me to drink more hard seltzer. So I didn't say it was a good name. I just said it was the name. Well, are, do we are we ready to give our opinions on? these drinks yeah let, let's go ahead and dive into i mean there's only like two brands that we could have so drink with me friend all right so the the seltzer water connoisseur who has her own what well, what's the name of her uh her the segment? Brittany walker memorial memorial seltzer segment yes um that's usually in the news show uh, I guess we're having it in this show this time because she don't she, have to be dead to have a memorial, Brittany. Yeah, but uh, I can she, remember you just dead to me. Looking just in our dead, refrigerator tells you that one of us in this household is a fan of uh, flavored seltzer water. Hint: It's not me. I've gone through <laughs> many a case, especially while I've been. There's more <laughs> seltzer water in that fridge than there is beer, and I'm not getting through my beer quickly nowadays. I'm just say now, hinting at the baby in my arms. Well, um, so I so we bought the the he bought the pack of uh, the Truly brand. Uh, it was a variety pack of the um, of citrus. It's outrageous. Truly. Truly. Truly outrageous. <laughs> Indeed. Couldn't couldn't help it. The gym joke was there. <laughs> anyway, so there's a it was a citrus variety pack. I tried. I went straight for the lime because limes are my jam. She didn't like it. I drink it. Um. No, sir. I don't like it. <laughs> that was where my whole head was at on this. And then we all exploded when she was adding that to the soundboard, going, why hasn't that been on there since day one? I don't know. Uh, but, yeah, so I was like, okay, maybe it's just that one. Like, maybe, like, not everybody does lime well. That is a thing. It happens. Oddly some, enough. Some people can make it just chemical. He asked me to get him two, so and, and I had one, so I was like, here, I'll give you the lime. Let me open one of your other ones. I'll try it. Maybe it's better. Not the case. Uh, <laughs> you opened a Sicilian a blood Sicilian orange. blood orange, and what was the verdict on that? Equally as bad, it turns out. Um, you're supposed to hit. You're uh, supposed to just hit the sounder. Oh. I think I need to shorten this. No, sir, I don't like it. And I think it's appropriately long because <laughs> you get the, the like the fanfare leading into it, so it's like, yeah, I know what's coming. Yeah, true. Uh, but so I and I and, uh, t- disclaimer, maybe it's because I'm still sick. As you can tell from my voice, 
So maybe my taste buds are a little wacky. Um, I will do that. But to me, when I tried the lime, which is lime is generally my favorite flavor of most things. There was a weird aftertaste that happened. I don't, I don't know what's going on with it, but it was it was bad. It was awful, and I didn't like it. So I instead had um, some Henry McKenna 10-year, which really helped Ooh. my throat. <laughs> yeah, I bet it did. <laughs> which led to a conversation uh, pre-show that was uh, me asking her, because I thought she was reaching for the weller. And then the, the the conversation sparked. Oh, which is the which is Superior Bourbon, uh, Weller Special Reserve, or Henry McKenna Ten Year? Henry McKenna. Uh, mm. Whatever's in my glass. <laughs> Fact. Casey you won't pick sides. I honestly think the McKenna. You know, I would probably say you drink Henry McKenna more often because it's hard to find Weller. Mm. True. It's hard to find harder Henry McKenna. to find Weller. There you go. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. harder. Yeah. I, I've seen McKenna on shelves several times. I've never seen Weller on shelves, despite having a bottle behind me. I've never seen it on a shelf. Mm. True. All but right. yeah, so that's that's the direction I went. Um, uh, now, granted, we could, you know, maybe I'll like White Claw. Maybe I'll like one of those after I'm not sick. Let's see. Um, mm. Well, we'll but find out. Just put that out there. <laughs> All right. Well, I I grabbed one for the episode. Uh, I as I said before, I went looking for a single because mm-hmm. I didn't want to have more of this than I needed. Because if I didn't like it, I don't want to have a lot of it. So I grabbed also a truly uh, spiked and sparkling with a hint of grapefruit and pomelo. Can someone tell me what a pomelo is? It's a bigger than a grapefruit fruit. Oh, yeah, I've seen those. It's actually part of the cross that we get oranges from. I think the traditional orange is a cross between, like, a pomelo and, like, a tangerine or something. Well, there's those those tangelos or tangelos. I've never known how to say it, but they're delicious. Are we getting into the cuties territory where there are these weird genetic abominations? Yeah, well, so that that tangelo or whatever the hell is a cross between the pomelo and a tangerine, and it's amazing. It's, like, so good, but I can never find them anymore. Okay. Anyway. Well, uh, I've been been drinking some of this the whole time, and uh, Brittany, are you done with the what we're drinking section? Yeah. Um, Have you seen my section? No, sir, I don't like it. Yeah, no. (laughs) Really? No, I... Maybe it's I don't like grapefruit. Maybe I just have the wrong flavor. See, and I will say in defense that grapefruit is really a flavor on any of the, the... well, not even just the seltzer waters, like just generally that can easily be just, just go wrong. Like just, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's got a, it's got a weird, like super artificial aftertaste. Yeah. That, so, okay. That maybe is... that's what I was getting from the other one, yep. but it, it was also that, that like Smirnoff ice kind of like weird yeah. alcohol taste that happened. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that's exactly. not anything I want. I, I don't. It, it tastes like nothing on the nose, and it tastes like garbage on the on the end. Yeah. So, I have grabbed 
that caramelized chocolate churro Baltic Porter from Moody Tongue Brewing. Mm. Uh, coming in at 3.94 uh, out of 5 from Beer Advocate and uh, 7% ABV. It is, uh, they don't mix well, but eventually this is going to take over and it's just going to be a nice, smooth, kind of a little bit uh, sweet with a little bit bready and a little like hint of cinnamon, that, that churro taste that you're wanting. I told somebody at work about this because they were in a churro conversation. They went, I could see a churro beer either being amazing or real bad. That's fair. Yeah. And this is this is on the end of being pretty, pretty darn good. Now, you've at least finally tried an actual seltzer. I don't know if you remember, but um... I had a seltzer in the seltzer episode, didn't I? No. Oh, did you? Okay. I thought I did. Shit, I don't remember that episode. Anyway, but like... Um, it's a non-alcoholic episode. No one remembers it. That's like, <laughs> that's like the best thing. I remember the remember the, the alcoholic ones like the back of my hand. I don't know what you're talking about. But Drunken the, recall. When when Jim was here and he uh, he used the lime Dasani as a palate cleanser between mm. whiskey tastes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So technically everybody had one then. So yeah, just putting that out there. Oh yeah, okay. I I turned uh, club soda into a mojito. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't think you drank an actual seltzer water. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I, I cheated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I cheated in the best mojito kind of way, except I forgot uh, I forgot actual limes. That's right. And I had to use like lime juice, like a peasant. <laughs> oh my goodness! I do have one story that I didn't talk about. Went to Walmart today. How many, then, how many? How many fresh limes did you get? I got thirteen. All right, but they charged me for thirteen avocados. What? Uh, yeah, Are avocados more expensive than yes. limes. I, like four times. Oh Jesus! Burn the place down. Yeah, the the limes were thirty three cents a piece, and whenever she put them in, it was like dollar fifty a piece. So. Um, I was able to go back and get get that taken care of at customer service, but yeah, that was. Oh, I'm glad I caught that. Yeah, like fifteen dollars worth of overcharge. Did you just go up and, and hold the lime up to them and be like, "Do you think this is an avocado?" <laughs> <laughs> she was like, uh, "Bless her heart." She was trying to wear reading glasses to see the little number on the side and everything, and I was like, "Yeah, that's the number." I just think you fat fingered it. No, much, I didn't say that at all. But how much? Uh, uh, how, how much money did you say you think you saved? Oh, it was about fifteen bucks total. Little man, uh, put that shit in my hand. If that money doesn't show, then you owe me, owe me, owe my oh, jungle love. Owe me, owe Anyways, <laughs> anyway, sorry, I couldn't hear fifteen without going into that. Um, I needed to get set up again. All right, uh, I basically had all of Brittany's leftovers. Yes, she's getting over the flu. I probably have it now. I don't know. I could have a cold. I've been waist deep in viruses all week. I don't know what's going on. I, I recommend being in uh, one of the Hellbat armors from uh, uh, from StarCraft. It's all and alcohol. just like, you're like walking around going, light it up. It's all alcohol, right? I'm good, right? Uh, so... 
I've got to say, every one of these I've had, uh, me and Casey might be the only ones because I know last weekend we actually had some pre-show, uh, and I rather enjoyed it. And yeah, I, I had the lime one and the grapefruit one, and there's still more in the fridge. I like these. I don't know what it is. You get drunk before you know it. Could be that I had a few hop slams before this, and now I've dumped what was left of my grapefruit one into what was left of my hop slam, and I'm now drinking that. I don't recommend it. It's, maybe, it doesn't it taste is. good. but Maybe lime would be better. Probably. That's that's my thought. But, but uh, I do enjoy these. Uh, a good hot day. Yeah, I could crush a yeah. whole lot of these, and you are buzzing before you know it. That 5% and, creeps up after you've had, like, six of them. Yep. And what I've found, because, I'll, I mean, I'm having the truly um, berry, wild berry version. What I've found with these is that if you serve them over ice, it actually gets rid of that aftertaste. Ooh, that may have been a better idea then. Hear the ice move towards the mic. I was just drinking them yeah. straight. I've been That's, that from the sense. can going to town. I also yeah, think I, I need to try it when I'm not sick. Like I, I yeah. feel like that's probably definitely got something to do with it. You're probably picking up the aftertaste because it's more of a, a, a an estery type of flavor. Yes. Um, it's not as bad as the Smirnoff ices, but it's the very similar. It's that same, yeah. These are made from beer, and and so you have it's not like a straight vodka that you put in there. Right, they're gonna uh, make you burp is, a lot more than just drinking beer, though. Which uh, which came which worked into a lot of me trying to pick something because I was like, well, these over here sound good, but they're just like added with vodka, so I know they're not quite, yeah, yeah, don't quite what we're looking for. If you're here. going, if you're out and you're trying to impress uh, someone of the opposite sex and be a little uh, toned down, don't get a whole bunch of these because you're just gonna be belching up a storm. <laughs> Ooh, um, it's a lady. I am really shocked that restaurants haven't started carrying these. I've started asking, and they, and they don't have these. But you could start mixing drinks really well with these things. Oh, yeah. they are. It's just a fruit flavor, like no sweetener or anything like that. You're yep. just getting a bland – or not bland, but like a fruit flavor and then fizz and, and that, alcohol. I bet if you threw Low some – Low-carb mixers. Th- oh, I was going to say, imagine. throw some uh, grenadine in one of these and – no, I'm not even thinking low carb mixers. I'm thinking extra alcoholic mojitos. Use yeah. this instead of club soda. Still add your simple syrup. Still add your juices and your mint, and then you add your your rum. Wait, the soda streams. Dump a bunch of these into the back of a soda stream, and then run it through with like dump a bunch of the lime ones in and run it through with Mountain the Mountain Dew version that they have. Oh my goodness. Say uh, by the way, when you say Mountain Dew, I I started rewatching uh, the we're rewatching the new Queer Eye on uh, Netflix. Oh, the Mountain yes. Dew and tequila the Mountain, thing, yeah, the Redneck the, Margarita, the, the Redneck Mountain Dew, or the Redneck uh, Margaritas. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh god, no, <laughs> no, that's just awful. He just oh. mixes a pitcher of tequila and a two liter of Mountain Dew, and you're just like, oh no. <laughs> I, the worst. I needed before uh, before Casey's uh, baby shower. I needed a reminder of how people how how regular people experience emotions, and I thought <laughs> this might be a good way to remind myself. Oh yeah, just cry. <laughs> On uh, Truly's website, they offer two 
um, opportunities or two two ideas for drinks. Um, both of them gin based, so you use like six ounces of the truly, and then an ounce of gin, which makes basically a full size drink. But then on one of them, it's with the multi berry or the wild berry or mixed berry, and a splash of um, cranberry juice and a sprig of rosemary. So that combo together sounds really good. I think I want to try that one. The other one is with the grapefruit, which is an ounce of gin, half an ounce of St. Germain, and Mm. then some lemon juice, a lemon twist, yuzu. I'm like, who? you can't even go to Whole Foods and get yuzu. It's it's like a really hard to get fruit. I bet you can get it in Um, Jungle Gyms. I thought you were just mispronouncing uh, Uzo, the Greek <laughs> spirit. No. Well, and um, then oh. here's my problem with this one: edible glitter. Uh, well, yeah. uh, for the drink, it makes sense. Uh, the the so in the citrus variety pack, one of the flavors is lemon and yuzu. I've got. I mean, I've got a a a, a certain like a, it's made with soy sauce. And yuzu sauce. But Weird. Yeah. That's it, though. Like, that's the closest I get. Huh. Hmm. You can get yuzu, zu, yuzu, zu, um, yuzu extract on Amazon, but that's about it. And yuzu marmalade. Huh. So, Casey, Casey you were also were drinking truly, correct? Yes. So... I feel like what our bumper for this should have been was the Lionel Richie song, Truly. <laughs> Truly. <laughs> Look, Bob, we don't plan that well. <laughs> I'm just saying there's a thing that can get added after the fact, and you just remove this whole conversation. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's going to happen. If I get okay. this up in the next few days, <laughs> the world will, <laughs> like, implode. <laughs> yeah, no. uh, sorry, Guys, I know you may have noticed an influx recently because we found, or Brittany found, an afternoon to get some editing done. So we have been... <laughs> Brittany found the flu. Yeah. And uh, when I can't actually get near the baby all that often, uh We've been operating out... uh, like o- over a week behind on editing. Yeah, and, uh, I apologize. It's a lot, of, a lot of baby reasons for that. This whole week has been Sorry. bananas. We, we apologize deeply. We get on these things when we can, but they're just the two of us. And uh, usually it's if one of us has the baby, the other one has to be doing household things. You can make it if you try. <laughs> just the two of us. You and I. You and I. <laughs> I was waiting. <laughs> <laughs> but in the meantime, you can subscribe and get some great great resources at haveadrinkshow.com. Follow us at haveadrinkshow on social media and twitch.tv. You can also tell us your favorite drink, which is probably not this grapefruit and pomelo, truly. Uh, ask a question or just leave some general feedback. You can use the email address feedback at haveadrinkshow.com. You can also use the feedback page on the website. The website is also where you'll find our store with new hats, new shirts, all kinds of new things. Yeah, guys, uh, all joking fun aside, let's remind everybody, please drink responsibly. Yes, and check us out uh, again for the next live episode next Saturday. You can also remember to check out patreon.com slash have a drink Wait! Show. We did it again! Did we? Oh, we did. Feedback. 
We're so not used to feedback anymore. We're not very good at this, you guys. <laughs> our, uh, In no, our defense, our new... we've been drinking. We got one! From one of our uh, OGs calling it, ah. calling in and letting us know. Right? One of one of my favorite people. Well, yeah. We had a great time in Denver, I do have to say. Uh, well, in, in Utah. And Utah. And, and in the Utah. Where I met him. Yes. Yeah. Or everybody Utah. else met him, honestly. Uh, yeah, so <clears throat> Brian from Denver wrote in, said, I really enjoyed the Buffalo Trace show. Uh, and since BT and Makers are two of my regular go-tos, however, I have never had Woodford ref- before. So when, uh, Brittany, when you mentioned the Woodford Reserve Double Oaked, I thought I'd try it. And I think you broke me. <laughs> it <laughs> is. Just picturing, like, just picturing him now, like, on the ground going, Why? <laughs> it is a damn fine bourbon. He said, damn. my bourbon experience is fairly limited, but that double oaked is probably the best I've tasted up to now. Now everything else is going to pale in comparison. Thanks. Brian from Denver. Yes, uh, <laughs> it is a super sweet and desserty kind of bourbon that you have to keep that in mind if you like sweets then you will love but it's not like sweet sweet it's it's got a richness to it that i love it's like butterscotch it's like fried ice cream that's what i compare it to it's fried ice cream with fried apples that's Mm. it that's what i pull from that bourbon every time i i don't have much of a sweet tooth when you say fried ice cream all i'm like i was like yeah no i want that (laughs) oh it's so good it's a good bourbon the like crisp crust and cinnamon and sweet vanilla and it's just mm. 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 so yeah uh thank you for the feedback brian we haven't heard from you in a while um so uh, as bob mentioned feedback at have a drink com if you want to write in mm-hmm. so again just <laughs> also remember to check out patreon.com slash have a drink show yeah if you want to support the show if you think this show is uh how is it ritual misery puts oh okay they, we can't use theirs we try yeah. to keep ours out of the explicit <laughs> category yeah, yeah. Uh, i like uh, the no we've got to go in and retool our patreon but uh yes we do okay. uh i drink that for a dollar it's kind of gonna <laughs> be a new that for a dollar yes yeah yeah because we wrong. we want more recommendations, guys. Uh, we want you guys to write in and uh, not just recommendations, just options. Something you think we might be able to get in our market. That if, if it's terrible and you've had it, be like, "Oh, you guys have to have this train wreck of a beer or something Look, like that." I am all for a poll where I try your worst suggestions. If we can a- acquire said suggestions, if I can get them. Yeah. And uh, hint, hint, a good place to do that would be at Drinktacular. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, a bottle share? Uh, you can bring anything. Uh, you can just pour it pour it in some glasses, and I'm pretty sure we're going to drink it. I have, Frightens me. This, this is making new ideas for stuff while we're down there. Okay, okay. Let's, the Miracle so Fruit will also be at Drinktacular. It will. We're, we're, uh, and uh, let's bring it together. Okay. Okay, all right. <laughs> Getting excited. All right, so... Uh, once again, I'm Brittany Lee Walker. I'm Justin Frazier. I'm Christopher Walker. I'm Casey Price. We'll see you next time. Bye, guys. Bye.
Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>